Welcome to People Don't Think, Let's Start Today, a podcast hosted by Norb Savanasini, founder of AmericanEagle.com, and Al Edwards. Today, we have an exciting topic we'd like to share with you. We want to talk about a recording that was made in 1956 called The Strangest Secret, and it was done by a guy named Earl Nightingale. And it was actually Norb, many years ago, that introduced me to The Strangest Secret and Earl Nightingale. Norb, tell us about how you found out about this recording. Well, when I was a young man, I used to sell insurance and the insurance business, staying positive and, you know, believing in being positive is one of the key elements of being successful. And uh, obviously, I think now that it's one of the key elements to be successful in whatever you do in life. But one of the things that as a salesman, we were shown and we were also given a lot of records of, you know, inspiring things. And Earl Nightingale in 1956 actually gave a speech called The Strangest Secret, which was recorded in the old, large 33 RPM records. And it was the first record that sold over a million copies that was not a a standard musical record. It probably has had the most impact in my life. And it's one of the few things that have stayed with me all my life. And it's just something that's uh, something that everybody should actually take time and listen to it. You can actually go to YouTube and uh, look for it. It's uh, The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. It's worth your time. Norb gave me the record of it many years ago, and you still mentioned I actually never gave it back to you. Never gave it back. I I need to return that back to you one day. (laughs) I'm waiting for it to go up in value because it's a record, and then I'd give it to you. And that's the thing. As you listen to it more and more, it's not the kind of thing you can listen to just once because you hear new things all the time. As you change as a person, things you hear the first time, second time didn't really resonate. Now they do. So let's talk about Earl Nightingale a little bit. I became interested in the man himself. Earl Nightingale, as you said, was a salesman. He was a broadcaster. He was a businessman. One of the very, very unknown things about Earl Nightingale is that he survived the USS Arizona attack on Pearl Harbor. Right. He was actually on the ship, and he was one of the 300-plus people that survived. And to his credit and his modesty and humility, he never talked about it ever. He talked about that he was in the Marines in World War II, but he never talked that he was a Pearl Harbor survivor, which is pretty amazing. When he was growing up in the Depression, he was a very thoughtful kid, and he would look around, and he'd see very wealthy people doing very well, and then he would see very poor people. And he thought to himself, why does this happen? Why do some people make it in life? and some people don't. And we're going to talk about success and the definition of that, but he finally figured it out. And the reason that he came up with it was because people don't think a certain way, or they do think a certain way, and it causes failure. So Norb, one of the things I was struck by, he defined success as the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And success isn't just about money, is it? No, not at all. In fact, you know, some of the people that I'm very familiar with, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've had, you know, quite a bit of success in my life. And uh, I know a lot of people that are very financially successful and at the same time are very miserable. Money is, is an element that I'm not going to deny that, you know, it makes some things better. By the same token, there's a lot of other things in life that are more fulfilling. And the pursuit of happiness which is guaranteed in our Declaration of Independence, also means to do and achieve what your goal really is, which is the one thing that Earl Nightingale talked about. 
Absolutely, yeah. And let's talk about that goals. He, he says that the main difference between people, who, and, and again, success is whatever you make that to be. There are people who are ministers or people in other lines of work that money is not necessarily the, the main goal. But as long as the success being defined as the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, you're a successful person. And that doesn't always have to be defined by money. And he talks about that people who have no goals are like a ship with no captain on board. Exactly. Uh, someone who has no direction and no guidance is not going to go anywhere and reach anything because they just are like a car. You just put it in drive and jump out of it and it's going to go and wherever it hits the wall or hits runs in the lake, whatever it's going to be, it has no direction. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that goes back to the title of this discussion is people don't think. When you think positively that you are going to get to where you're going, Usually, 99% of the time, you will get there. And success, as uh, we were discussing, is when people say, well, what is it if it isn't money? It's like a young kid that wants to run the four-minute mile or a young woman that wants to be a swimmer or an ice skating champion. Money is one of the things that creates happiness to some people. But if it's not coupled with your other attitudes in life, money can also be you know, a very negative entity. But the main thing is that one of the things that he said that impressed me the most is that your mind is like soil. And soil will take a poisonous plant and give it back to you just as much as he will give you corn or wheat or anything that's good. So if you think of your mind like that, just think of it of planting good seeds and good thoughts will come out of the good seeds. It's just that simple. I think that's probably the one thing that impressed me the most out of the whole talk. It's just one of the, the big things. I mean, it's full of very, very small but very powerful thoughts. Yes, and he does talk about that analogy quite a bit where he talks about that you could plant corn and nightshade, as a matter of fact, was the example. Exactly. And both will come up beautifully green and grow, and it doesn't matter what you put in your mind. What you put in will return to you. Exactly, yeah. And the other thing he talks about, it, this is historically known by you know the Greeks and the Romans. It's not a new thing. It's something that you know, people have known. In fact, he quotes Marcus Aurelius. And uh, Marcus Aurelius has one that I really like. It says, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts, which makes a lot of sense. And it's simple. If you think good things, good things will happen. And, you know, in today's world, I think it's much more important to actually think, going back to the theme of our show, because you're inundated with pessimistic thoughts. And, you know, we live in this little ball that's rotating around the sun, and it's going around 24,000 miles an hour. And the sun itself is traveling at 40,000 miles an hour through the universe. Nobody knows where it came from or where it's going. And uh, if you want to worry about something, worry about that. But we live in the world right now, and we better think about positive stuff because there's a lot of incredible things that are happening in this world, especially in this country. I happen to be foreign-born, and I came here when I was 11, and there's nothing in the world like the United States, even today. Actually, you get to the point in life where you start, if you can, you travel all over the world, and you realize the beauty of the United States. And I've always tried to think, what makes the U.S. such a different place? 
The only thing is that the United States used to be incredibly positive. Earl Nightingale was not only a person that was known because of The Strangest Secret, he had a daily radio show out of Chicago, and everybody listened to Earl Nightingale. You know, just like they listened to Paul Harvey. If people have not listened to Paul Harvey, you should go to YouTube and listen to some of his speeches. So the United States was inundated by positive thought and, and talks continuously. So when that happened, the country grew tremendously without negativism. There weren't people on TV talking about, you know, oh, my God, what's going to happen tomorrow? Or, you know, this person has been mistreated. No, no, if there was somebody mistreated, there was constructive criticism. And uh, I always thought that things were fixed correctly in a positive manner, which is basically what you know, the context of this is. For sure. You know, you, you talk about thoughts. Let's talk about the idea that thoughts are actual things. I've been told, and I've thought about this a lot myself, that none of us can do anything in our lives without our brains thinking about it first. Like, I can't even reach over and grab this water without my brain telling my arm to do that. If everything in our lives starts or as a result of our thoughts. In your life, Norb, how has that been a player in what you've accomplished in your life about thinking about something and then it being realized into your life? You know, the one interesting thing is that that is absolutely true. I mean, you think about everything before you do it, whether you realize it or not. But I think that one of the things about learning about positive thinking is that you really train your pretty much like you train a dog. You train your mind to look at things in a positive manner. Now, it's a very natural thing about humans that we look at things negatively. I think it's probably, uh, you know, more common than thinking it positively. So like, you know, when you learn to play the piano or, or use a keyboard, you have to train your mind and uh, train your fingers on how to work it. You have to train your mind to think of things positively. You know, you said you were reaching for water. You don't know if that's been poisoned or not. So if you're that kind of person that you think, oh, my God, somebody might have poisoned my water, that's because you trained your mind to think negatively. And if you think, well, you know, this is just water, you drink it. There's too much negative thinking right now in the world. And I think that we have to get back to the 50s of the United States, which I'm lucky enough to have lived in that era. And I can guarantee you that Positive thinking was the norm. So do you think it's easier for human beings to think negatively than positively? I think it's been proven scientifically that that is true. I don't know whether it's uh, because we're born that way. It's easier to think negatively. I think if you think negatively, you can excuse yourself for not achieving your dreams. I think when you think positively and you have a, a goal in mind, you tend to say, okay, you know, I fell, but I'm going to get up. And, you know, there's a lot of quotes that are positive quotes that it's incredible. Uh, Mickey Rooney, who's a, a, for young people here that probably never heard of Mickey Rooney, he was a very famous actor. And you always pass failure on the way to success. That was his goal, uh, his motto. And truthfully, I mean, it's just that simple. If you fall, you have to get up. And it doesn't depend how many times you fall, it's how many times you get up. And, you know, that's a really good point because people think that in order to be a success in life, whatever that may be, you have to win or you have to achieve whatever you're going after every time. And that is 
just simply not realistic. They talk about that failure is an event, not a person. As I think about very famous people in our country, for example, Henry Ford, a lot of people don't know this. Henry Ford failed at his first two automobile companies. They went out of business. It took Henry Ford five years with his the Ford Motor Company, even before the Model T came out. He had moderate success, but nothing like the unbelievable success that he had with the Model T. So success in life is not just an broken, endless chain of success. There's going to be failure. There's going to be disappointment along the way. Yeah, and I don't remember how many failures Abraham Lincoln had before he became president, but obviously he had a lot. He did. And kept going. And, you know, other politicians like Richard Nixon in the 60s, I mean, he failed so many times and finally he didn't give up. He attained his goal. Uh, Whether you like the guy or not is irrelevant. He did reach his goal. And I think it's very important. The one thing we have to remember is this. If you start your day thinking positively, I think that that probably is the best way to program your mind. Mike Ditka, who was a coach for the Bears in 1985 and was kind of a rough, tumbling kind of guy, but he said something that I'll never forget. He says, every day is a gift. That's why they call it the present. So as cornball as that is, I'm not ashamed to tell you that I start the day every day by thanking God about this gift I get, this present he gives me. And, uh, you know, when you think of it that way, I mean, you have, especially if you live in America, uh, nobody starves here unless they want to. Uh, and uh, it's just a phenomenal place. And you have to be thankful for what you, what you get for free. Basically, it's for free. Can you imagine that you plant a seed and you get back food for nothing and it's there for you? You didn't create it. No politician created it. No, nobody. You know, it was given to you. It's a gift. Use it. Be happy about it. As a matter of fact, Earl Nightingale talks about that in The Strangest Secret, that everything that really matters in life, we were given free. Exactly. Our brains, our vision, our hearing, our ability to think. You know, for most people, the ability to use our hands and all this other kind of stuff. All the important things were given to us for free. Absolutely, yeah. So let's actually talk about what The Strangest Secret is. And he spends a little time in this recording talking about why is it strange and why is it a secret? And he never really comes up with a great answer for it, except that it's strange and a secret because very few people seem to know what this is. They've not run into this in their lives. And for some reason, that seems very strange because Earl Nightingale did not invent this. You can go all the way back into the quotes in the Bible and all the philosophers and all the emperors. You mentioned Marcus Aurelius. People have said these kind of things all over history, and yet it still seems to be very unknown. And in The Strangest Secret, Earl Nightingale says that the strangest secret is that we become what we think about. And that is an incredibly simple philosophy. But if you really do think about it, it really is extraordinary. We become, our lives become what we think about. Wherever you are in life has been the sum total of everything you've thought about previously and acted upon. And your future will also be about your thoughts, which will create your actions and your future if it is to be good, has no bearing on the past. If you've had a tough past, there's no connection like there's going to be to, between the past and the future that you can't overcome that 
moving forward in your life. No, absolutely. In fact, you know, Willie Nelson is actually after Earl Nightingale, obviously. But he even had a quote that I really like. He said, thoughts with positive ones will start having positive results, which is basic. I mean, you, you have a situation where to reinforce Earl Nightingale, you know, positive thoughts get positive results. Yes. And we're bombarded today. I hate to repeat this all the time, but we're bombarded with negativity. And, you know, there's a book written by How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. And that's another book that's very important. 95% of the things you worry about will never happen. Never happen. So it's an interesting thing that to take the negativity out of your thoughts because uh, if you look back at your own thoughts, whatever they were, 95% of this stuff never happens. And the things that do happen, they get solved. You know, there's another quote which I like is, this too shall pass. I think credit was given to uh, King Solomon for that one. And uh, when you think about that, you know, whenever you do have a, a rough period in your life and thinking positively doesn't help that particular thing, that whatever happened, this quote, this too shall pass, is a positive quote because it'll pass. A lot of people think that when people talk about positive thinking, they think that, well, if I think positive, that whatever's going to happen will happen automatically or it's guaranteed that I'll be successful. And that's not really true, but you're in a much better position to have things work out the way you want them if you think positively about them. So would you agree with that? It's not a guarantee that if I have this vision of something in my mind, it's not going to automatically come true every single time, but you're much better off Well, I think that, that most people think that by thinking positively, uh, things will happen automatically. And that's not entirely true. You have to, if you have a goal, there used to be a comedian that, you know, most people today probably don't remember, but his name was Milton Berle. And he said, if opportunity doesn't knock, you've got to build the door. That's part of being positive too. You know, you just can't wait for it. You have to work for it. That's just the demand of humanity. You have to work for things. But building a door maybe makes you a better man also because you learn how to build a door. Yeah, exactly. Then you knock on it and an opportunity might be there because uh, you become a door builder. You That's, know? Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Let's talk about that. So thoughts begin things, but to set a goal, the first thing you have to do is understand how to achieve that goal. And how have you applied that in your own life, Norm, when you've had many different business experiences and many things you've experienced in your life? When you think about something, what's the next step for you on understanding how to achieve it or how to succeed in a given area? Well, I think anything you want to do in life, you have to more or less study whatever you're interested in and know it. I've been fortunate enough to be in a few businesses, but uh, business is basically the same. I mean, you have to make a product, uh, whatever that product might be, and you have to know what the product is about. You have to service that product. You have to make a good product. There's a lot of companies that make products, but some of them actually excel by knowing more about that particular product. So you have to study, uh, have the faith and confidence that when you try to achieve a goal, you must know what that goal is and how to do the best at it that you can. Obviously, a lot of common sense comes into being. You know, you have to be 
aware also of the other parts of achieving that goal. If you want to be a good catcher in baseball, not only do you have to know how to you know, catch the ball, but you have to know about the quality of the glove and the quality of the mask and the protector and uh, you know how to stand in back of the pitching mound. And you know, there's all kinds of, uh, making money is the same thing. I mean, you have to be very careful with money, your expenses, all the laws you have to abide by. You have to study and you have to study whatever you want to do to be a success, you have to study about that particular thing that you're interested in and know it well. And I think that secret applies to just about anything. You touched on something very important, and that is believing in yourself. How important do you think that is in achieving whatever you want in your life, to first believe you can really do it? Well, I think that's, it comes again to at the beginning of the day. If you just realize that you have this gift of having this incredible life, First of all, you have to be thankful and you have to realize that you do have a mind that is, the possibilities are endless. I think, again, this comes from the strangest secret and I don't remember the exact figure. I'm sure that Al will correct me, but how much of our mind do we really use? 10%? Yeah, he stated that universities have proven that we probably use less than 10% of our brains. So, you know, if you can just concentrate on using 20%, uh, you're going to be successful. <laughs> you'll be double, uh, yeah, double yeah, chances you'll, you'll of double. success. Because the average person, unluckily, probably, you know, the potential is 10%. They're probably running at about 5 to 7%. So if you can up that to 20, I mean, you're, you're going to be successful. You can't help but be successful. And that's the one thing that's interesting. You really can't help but being successful. It's kind of interesting because I just bought a, a service, which I, I don't want to say what it was, but I called a few companies for this service, and there was only one that amazingly enough is advertised. If I told you the name, you'd know it. Who performed incredibly in answering my questions. When the gentleman came over to the house to tell me about the product, he was well-versed and it was just incredible. So, you know, it's just doing the right thing and knowing what you want to do. Success is almost guaranteed, really. What would you say to someone who's listening who has attempted at something in life, whether it be in business or personal or whatever was important to them, and they didn't succeed that very time. Henry Ford had an important quote. He said that men never fail, they just stop trying. And if you really think about that, that really is very powerful. A lot of people will give up maybe the first time they try something or the first time they go after something. What would you say to someone who's suffered what they consider to be a failure towards a goal or a dream that they have? Join the crowd. We've all failed. I actually feel sorry for someone who just makes it. I mean, if you look, for example, at professional athletes, which are very young people that are exceptional at what they do, whether it be in basketball or any sport, and they get this incredible amount of money. And when you read the statistics of this, by the time they get to be a mature age, most of them totally lose that money. They're very unhappy, and it's just they're not really success at their lives. And I think when it comes too easy, it's probably, I don't want to say harmful, but not as good as if you've fallen a couple of times and look at it as, boy, I've learned something, which is the positive way to look at it. I'm not going to do that again. 
And God knows that, you know, I have a few, a bucket full of those things that I don't do because I know, you know, <laughs> they weren't good. They say if you do everything right all the time, you don't learn anything. Exactly. Exactly. Because you, you knew my, how to do it. My father had a saying, if you don't learn something every day, you wasted a day, which I, I, I like that. I like that a lot, too. With regard to that, you've had a lot of businesses, Norb, over the years, and you've had, like anyone else, I'm sure everything that you have touched has not turned to gold. You've had very many successes, but you've had, I'm sure, your share of clunkers. How do you motivate yourself after that as you go into your next venture? You realize that Failure is not you as a person. Failure is an event and not a person. Yeah, actually, you know, you do look at it as a learning experience. I've had a few businesses, and I can tell you that there's one area that I did not enjoy, and I've learned to stay away from anything connected from that particular type of business. So I look at it as a positive thing. You know, because if somebody gives me an opportunity to get into some other business, if it has anything to do with that one, I stay away from. Which so, is not the website business. We do want no, to be no, no, very no. clear no, the, about the, that. The website business has been a good one. It's yeah. been a good one. <laughs> Norb, let's talk about AmericanEagle.com for a second, because if anyone knows the history, we know that this company was originally called Phoenix Software. You bought this company in 1978 from somebody, and it started as a uh, three people in your basement in Chicago with yourself and Charlene, your wife, and, and Tony, and then eventually Mike got involved in the business. But, and today we have 650-plus employees all over the world. And that just didn't happen overnight. It was a process, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And I think anybody that you know, builds a business has that same type of process. I was fortunate that I had an opportunity to acquire the company and it worked out that when I reached my level of knowledge in the business, I, I had a son, uh, basically, who's the CEO of American Eagle right now that was a techie from day one. I have another son that basically is, is an attorney by trade, but you know it's very, very important for the company. And they're both very knowledgeable about the business. And hopefully I guided them with some of the, the fundamental things about a business. Uh, we never went out and borrowed money. I was fortunate enough to be able to finance some of the startups. But also, I, I also knew from business that you don't go out and spend the money right away before you have it, go out and borrow it or anything. So we started this company in the basement of my house on a pool table. And as you know, we did everything out of the house. And I had UPS bringing uh, big packages, some of them. I had to disassemble in the truck and, and bring them piece by piece into the basement. See? So uh, it's been a lot of fun. But again, you know, the, the one thing about this business, and I think any business, uh, you have to adapt to the changes. One of the things that is kind of interesting that I think in the second podcast we do is uh, how people do not adapt. You know, adapting is also part of, of the positive view where I don't think it makes any sense, but if you think that you're in the clouds and nothing can go wrong, I think you better also think positively on how you can adapt to changes uh, because not being aware of that is, is a negativism that'll bite you. And that's a basic survival philosophy, not only for life, but also for business. If you don't 
wake up and realize the world is changing around you and not adapt to that, you won't be in business much longer. No, no. Or you won't have a good life. I mean, when you're 12 years old, you don't think about, you know, eating food correctly uh, because obviously your body can process anything. And when you get up to be our age, and Al's not as old as I am, obviously. But I'm getting there. I'm uh, catching up pretty soon. You still have to watch what you eat. So you have to adjust in your life and uh, you get married and you have to adjust and you have children, you have to adjust. And adjustment is just part of life. And uh, it's very important to look at that also as in business because today there's a lot of companies that, you know, do not exist because they couldn't adjust. Yeah, that's very true. A lot of big names that are no longer here, like Sears, for example, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Companies like that. Well, this is an incredible topic. Norb, I want to thank you for joining us today. I think this show is going to hopefully inspire and help a lot of people. Well, I hope so. Yeah. We encourage you to go to YouTube and look up The Strangest Secret and listen to it. It's not something you can listen to once. It should really be something you listen to and think about and really concentrate on because I think it really is life-changing information. I'm a real fan of the original 1956 recording. There are different ones out there, but see if you can find the original 1956 recording, and I think you'll really benefit for it. We will see you next time, and as Norb always says, every day is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Absolutely. We'll see you next time. You should thank the creator for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.